1: Celine. Yeah, you like that? And right. I know why
2: you're playing this, too. You know? Canada's in the air, my friend. It is. This is going to be a
1: Canadian episode. eh? Okay. Don't be a hoser. I don't really know this song, but it seems to be taking a while. Oh, well, she get to it. Oh, it's pretty. It is nice. It's nice. Hmm. Do you know any American artists who spend this amount of time as an intro? Hey, it's, it's, she's getting there. She's a legend. Okay. Takes her time. Get excited. Takes her
2: time. I see what you did there. Did you? Man. There were nights when the wind was so. Listen, I can't. I'm done. Look. How long did that take? Celine, we know you're Canadian. So you hang out in Canada. And and people there, they're nice.
1: They're extremely nice.
2: And they won't tell you. That uh, fifty-seven seconds before you get to the first word of a song—we do things different down here. It's a little pompous, you (laughs) know. Real? I mean, you can sing and all, but fifty-seven seconds? Are you kidding me right now? The American is calling the Canadian. It's twenty twenty-two. Okay, (laughs) it's twenty twenty-two. Hey,
1: listen, people are going to listen to this years from now.
2: You have seven seconds to get to the chorus, or you're out.
1: Is that how that works here in the U.S.? It's TikTok philosophy. Listen, Allison, we're so sorry that <laughs> we, we tried to pick a Canadian artist. <laughs> we look, too. but look. 57 seconds. We should have gone with ridiculous. Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe Bob and Doug McKenzie. That's right. <laughs> One of the two. One we of the weren't two. sure. Welcome, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us on Thoughts at Rock hey. Season 4. You know it. This mm-hmm. is the podcast that is about exchanging life-changing. How many pieces? Two of them, really? Yeah, oh, two T- pieces of advice—the the greatest advice you've ever been given. Mm. Not you, but like the person, whoever the guest is. Oh, it's yes. debatable whether it's life-changing. Yeah, depends on the guest. Life. Mm. Some of them are kind of weak. That's right.
2: <laughs> Listen, this <laughs> episode, Allison's is going to be fine today. She's going to be great. Yeah, she's going to be great. She's bringing her Canadian in, uh, I hope uh she gets wisdom to the point. <laughs> That's right. Look, if you go fifty-seven seconds before you get to your thought, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting in your
1: circle back. <laughs> look.
2: Uh, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Bookie Call.
1: Uh, love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we're> <laughs> you awesome. should look in the mirror <laughs> and say that. It's, it's a little pompous. Your your enough. It's People <laughs> like you.
2: Listen, Bookie Call is a free book discovery app that Mm -hmm. is cleverly disguised as a dating app. Um, It matches you with books instead of people. So you can swipe to your heart's content. uh, Tell the app what you like. It will find and recommend the perfect read. Um, Stop asking your weird uncle for book recommendations. It never works out right. And you start questioning really everything uh, when those happen. So, you know, just download the app figure out what you want to read next it's going to answer some really interesting questions like who should swipe right on you um what are your most attractive traits you know the book takes on a life of its own it actually has its own little persona mm-hmm. and so you uh, can get emotionally connected to a book like you'd get emotionally connected to jim yeah. and
1: as we all know that doesn't happen very often
2: it's a uh, it's a little weird
1: and by the time this episode <laughs> airs i bet you we'll have like two hundred fifty thousand uh users yeah. right now we're already at 200 200- 200k yeah. that's pretty yeah. good it's amazing Listen, if you like the show, do us a favor. Um, I I guess you could do it even if you don't, but it's debatable whether you'd give us a five-star review, but that's what we're looking for. It is. And a written review. It'd be nice if you threw down a few words just to help us grow the show so that we can give away more money because we actually do support a very cool cause yeah. who is it brand we give a whole bunch of money
2: to cannibal kids cancer mm-hmm. um, we've been doing it for years we continue to do it they're one of the only organizations in the country that fund cutting-edge research uh, for kids who've run out of options so rather than send these kids home on hospice uh, they fund innovative research that is yet to be funded and put these kids in trials to try to find miracle uh, answers and that's what we're all about here so please check them out
1: org. yeah and listen we know how busy you are and grabbing those little nuggets we like to say of wisdom mm, six pack they absolutely can amp up your life mm-hmm. and they're hard to come by they are and it might be personal professional mm-hmm. uh, you know just a little bit of a, a leveling up mm-hmm. they like to say in the business world the mm-hmm. young kids today you know, it, it, they're hard to come by, but it doesn't really matter no. what you're doing right now. Doesn't. You could be doing something else while you're listening to the show. Yep. For instance, I don't know. You could be waiting six hours for Comcast to show up. This is ridiculous. Maybe you're baking homemade meat stuffed manicotti. Oh, this is a good manicotti. Or maybe you're living on a prayer. <laughs> oh. Doesn't <it> really matter. <laughs> that's, that's the worst <laughs> <fun> Jovi <Joby> karaoke <laughs> I've ever heard. Not just from you, but I mean ever. Which we've done before. Listen, we just want to be the half hour you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do it. Rock on. Our guest
2: today is our fantastic friend, Allison Graham, who is a keynote speaker, author, and coach. She works with C suite leaders and their teams to inspire and empower a problem solving culture. We got to know Allison through the work we did together, highlighting her book in our book marketing business, Bookstar PR. Mm-hmm. And so, first and foremost, we just want to welcome you. Allison, welcome to Thoughts That Rock.
0: My gosh! Any time to have a chat with you two and is awesome. So I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you.
2: Well, you know we're huge, huge fans of yours. Yeah. Um, period. Just as Allison, the amazing person that she is, the fact that she's brilliant uh, is a bonus. Um, we are going to have her full bio posted in the show notes, but just a couple of cool highlights here. Um, Allison's concepts, speeches, and training programs are a mixture of being sort of inspirational, thought provoking, but actionable, practical, practical insights um, that actually have a lasting impact. Uh, the the real, you know, we've all been through sort of hell and back the last few years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for Allison's work, the result ends up being really increased productivity, lower levels of stress, um, minimizing the risk of burnout and, and turnover and sort of all the things that we are facing these days, whether that's You know, professionally, personally, I think we're, we're all sort of a mixture of those two. Uh, her her latest book, Take Back Your Weekends, Stress Less, Do More, Be Happier. Is awesome. giving uh, Yeah, it really is. And it's giving people everywhere hope that you can actually be successful and, and get this, Jim, still have a life. Yes. <laughs> Coming from the guy who does let, take me, a vacation let me, ever. Know, let me know what that's like. <laughs> right, exactly. Let me know what I'll send that's like. Who wants
0: one of those,
2: let right? Yes. right? <laughs> life, overrated. Um, you know, we, we got a chance to sort of see firsthand uh, the book reviews that came in for her book when we were working with it and just uh, people loved it and uh, loved the message. Uh, She's been featured in global news, investment executive and fast company yeah, she's. I don't. She doesn't know quite how to say this, but she's kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. and so we are incredibly excited to have her on thoughts that rock in this new season. Uh, Allison, you know we do things a little bit differently here. We're not going to dive deep into your, yeah. you know, the breadcrumbs of your past. Uh, we're going <laughs> to let those be. Let the birds grab those. Perfect. We are going to let people find out more about you in the show notes, and we're going to jump right to your amazing thought for our audience. So. The floor is yours. What is your thought that rocks?
0: Thoughts that rock! Number Number one! When in doubt, talk yourself in, don't talk yourself out.
2: Ooh. Did you intend to have that rhyme? Because that was I, like, Hey, <laughs> that was the moment. Pretty like that. Like seriously, I, I was like Fox in socks. All right. Here That's we go. Right. I love it's it. Like, she's you the, know the, she's the Canadian Dr. Seuss. So say it one more time because literally it was awesome. Say it one more time. When in doubt,
0: when in doubt, talk yourself in, don't talk yourself out.
2: Love it. That's that's a Canadian out, by yes, the way, yes. if you heard that. Oh, so. Is that why you had out, to read it again? It's out. When in yes. doubt. When in doubt.
0: Oot in a boot.
2: Yes. Yes. So tell us, where, where did this come from for you?
0: It was, I actually remember the moment I came up with it and I would have been 25 at the time. So this is almost 20 years ago. It's been a mantra for me. And I was in the shower And washing my hair, and I had given up on another business idea because of a low self-esteem, self-doubt, lack of confidence, the whole kinkaboodle. And I was like so devastated because I'd already the deal was gone, right? Like the opportunity was gone. And I was like, it's this voice in my head that keeps screwing stuff up, (laughs) right? Like I gotta, I gotta fix this. And it's like, I think in life, a lot of us default to the negative perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I made a commitment when in doubt, I'm going to talk myself in. I'm not going to talk myself out. And sometimes the right answer is don't do something like say no. But those opportunities that are just kind of lost because of that little voice in our head, I decided to squash that baby. And here we are years later.
1: And, ha- and yeah. so when that moment happened, I mean, where can you maybe point to the fact that it's uh, it, it's helped you in your life or it's changed your life or you've been able to parlay that to other people?
0: Well, I parlay it to other people, of course. I mean, that's part of my work is helping people get out of their own way. But I remember, so I used to be a fundraiser for the Salvation Army. We had a two and a half million dollar annual appeal campaign that needed to come in the door. And I was in charge of that. And I, I had started to get some media, like I was pretty young, right? And I, there was this column called The People You Know. And this was the who's who around town, the whole kit caboodle, and I'd been in it several times. And we had a big event that I was planning. And that morning, I heard that the columnist had resigned. And it was like, oh my God, we don't have any cover coverage. So I called over to the free press. I was all into networking back then and talked to my buddy who's a sports editor. And I said, uh, Hey, Oh my God, is it true? Is Carol leaving the column? Who's going to cover this big event for us? Cause Oh, don't worry. We'll get you covered. And you know, blah, blah, blah. He said, why would he, do you want to take it over? And I laughed. Right. And I was like, no, 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 we just need coverage. I walked into my boss's office and I said, Oh, you know, this is the situation. Dave's going to take care of it. Oh. And by the way, he thought I wanted to take over the column and that's why I was call, like calling him, he said, oh, she said, well, what'd you tell him? And I said, no, 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 no. She goes, aren't you the person who told me <laughs> that when <laughs> opportunity presents itself, <laughs> you are going to talk yourself in and not talk yourself out. And I went, oh, shoot, using my words <laughs> against me, yes. walked back into the office, called Dave and said, uh, actually, yes, I do. And he said, okay, he said, well, you got the personality for it. Can you write? And I'm like, I've just written an email. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> anyway, I ended up getting it. And I was the people you know columnist for four columns a week for four years. Absolutely changed my life and the trajectory of my life. And if I mm. hadn't have disclosed that mantra, yeah, I never would have hopped into the media. I wouldn't have had um, the ability to write. I've written four books now, right? Like mm-hmm. that, I ended up having to earn the columnist job, and that's another whole story. But yeah, it was. So there is a specific example of how that shifted my life. Because anybody with any inkling of thought should have said, I've never written professionally. I didn't go to journalism school. I have no business doing this.
2: So let's talk about that for a second. So I love this idea of talking yourself into something and taking that approach. But I know that as you touched on earlier, sometimes the answer is no. So how do you, do you talk yourself into saying no? Is that sort of how you would do it? Sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think what it is, is you've got to figure out what's driving your decision. Mm -hmm. And see for me and and my default still, if I don't combat this Mm -hmm. is, the negative self doubt uh-huh. the lack of confidence that's what drives a lot of decisions for people uh-huh. and so if you can take that out and actually look at the the opportunity objectively that's when we can really have uh, you know have the ability to to ascertain like is this the right move or is it not but if we're piling you know, all of these obstacles or opportunities or challenges that we have around us and we're adding in all this negative storyline or we're adding in misplaced emotion, right? Or barriers to performance, like, you know, procrastination and, you know, not saying no, like we're just saying no by default, say. Like everything is harder to deal with. And this is part of the whole point and my premise in the book, Take Back Your Weekends, is that Mm -hmm. we're we're overcomplicating our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And so when opportunity presents itself, it's, it's really about getting self-aware and saying, okay, what lens am I making this decision through? Mm-hmm. Is it through the, the, the negative voice or is it through the empowered, you know what, if you, I've got a learner's mindset. So if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out, right? Is it because I'm scared or is it because it's not the right opportunity for me? And so I think that's the big piece
1: I love it. I think this actually, you know, it's a great question when you're talking about, um, you know, talking yourself out of something perhaps by saying no. It's the work that you do with values. I, I guess when I think about this, Allison, it's, you know, why people would have more than goals. They've got a mission. They've got values set in place organizationally when you think about organizational principles. And beyond having mission and vision and values on a poster or a wallet card or whatever it is, the really good ones who do believe in that, and I guess I'm echoing back to when I was working at Hard Rock, every single property on the, in the world has these four mottos, love all, serve all, all is one, take time to be kind and save the planet. I know those because they're everywhere. When you put save the planet and block letters up there for the whole world to see, you better work on recycling or giving part of your profits back or working on green initiatives or whatever. If you don't actively work on saving the people and the planet that they live on, it's liar, liar, pants on fire, right? So I think if you put these things in place, it probably does help you say no to the things. If you can honestly look at your values personally or professionally and go, that doesn't fit with me. And if I do that, I'm going to be doing a disservice to myself and to people around me that I care about. Or it allows you to your point to you know, talk yourself in. go, you know, we say we're going to do this. Let's do it and take a chance, even if it's if it's uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I I think it's a little bit
2: of a couple things. I think the values thing certainly sort of puts boundaries around behavior and what you say you want and Mm -hmm. and what you're actually doing. I think when we get into negative self-talk and and self-doubt you know, it shows the power of our emotions and and that thought process because you can, you know, a, a an unfed value um, is is really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's vulnerable to um, a powerful emotion, right? So if so, if you're uh, yes. have this really negative feeling about yourself or the self-doubt that you're not worthy or you're not capable or whatever that might be. Um, it can in the right circumstance overcome that value uh, because our emotions are, are potential monsters if they are not mm-hmm. uh, handled properly. Right. And so I think that's, that's what I find fascinating about this. It's really a, sh- it's a mindset shift from looking at something from the glasses half full Uh, perspective of trying to talk yourself into something, no matter what it is. And in that process of talking yourself into it, you may discover the real reason you should say no, Um, instead of it being, I don't think I'm good enough, or I don't think I'm worthy, or I don't think, you know, it's that it's the negative side that's coming through, you're actually talking yourself positively into why you're saying no, right? So that's on my side of on the value side, I tell people all the time, that, when you define these things and you live them out, making decisions is incredibly easy because it either honors those things or it it does not, right? It violates those things. And so if you're in a scenario where you go, God, that violates my, you know, the the value that I have over here, then it's really easy to just say no and point to why. But when it's negative self-doubt and all all those other sorts of things that factor in, the ability for us to sabotage our own, you know, uh, ability to succeed um, is never underestimated, (laughs) Right. I mean, I assume that's so, what, you-
0: what oh yeah, absolutely. And so what, what's really coming to mind for me right now is the idea of when you say no to something, you're actually talking yourself into something that's more of value for you. Mm. Right. Like by saying no, you're saying yes to yeah. something else that you now have the capacity for. And so even recently, I was offered a um, an opportunity that was significant, mm. <laughs> right? Like it was It would have been very, very cool. And so my initial reaction, especially by who offered it to me, was like a really compliment and like, oh, my God, you thought of me. Thank you. And I had to say no. Mm -hmm. And I was able to say no in a very short period of time because I know what my values are because I've done the flock. Mm -hmm. right. I know what my personal mission is. Yep. I fundamentally believe that people are living uh, lives of destructive stress and it's unnecessary and there's a way out of it. And I wanna help people be happier mm-hmm. in that reality. And while this and maybe a roundabout way would've led to that, I I knew it wasn't the right thing. So I was talking myself back into my own vision mm. by saying no to that.
2: Well, And, how and important honestly, it is to the have money vision. would've
0: been great. Yeah.
2: I mean that's Right. It. Yes.
0: You're talking and yourself into
2: your yes. stuff not against something that that you are shooting down before you gave yourself an opportunity to even truly look at the opp- look at the opportunity for what it was.
0: Right. And so this is where I think self-awareness is so critical. Right? And it's just it, a lot of people I think we don't even recognize what our patterns are. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe somebody calls me up and I say no immediately because I just don't think I'm qualified. And, you know, this goes back to that. And I know it's been quoted and overquoted a million times, but the difference between men and women, right? In applying for jobs. There's 10 criteria. A man has, a, you know, one and he applies. He's like, Yep, yeah, I've done that. Mm-hmm. You know, forget the other nine that you've offered. Mm-hmm. A woman has nine. Oh, I don't have all 10. Right. And like, so I'm not going to apply. And it's like, you know what? Let's start. And it's not even a gender thing. I think it's a confidence thing.
1: I think, you know, um First off, again, I, I love this thought, um, you know, and I, I love the idea of talking yourself in versus talking yourself out. Although I know we just talked about, no, I, I, I just remember I had such a great job when I was at Hard Rock, I had a phenomenal career of a lifetime with those guys to, which we've all done, by the way, step out of that into the deep end of, of entrepreneurship and try and do something on your own. I remember clearly telling people I'm giving up all this salary and benefits and traveling the world and all that. To go speak in front of people, and they all look to me like, "What can you make a living doing that?" Yeah, and and I think that is you know you're talking yourself in. I if I'd have listened to the naysayers, I'd have been in a much you know bigger you know a, a much different place for sure. And I've shared this story before. You know, I was I was dealing with um, I had a business partner, former business partner, where I was involved in a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have. Probably about three four years ago a coffee brand, a bowl and broth business, a fast casual pizza business, food safety company. We we're in medical device repair. Uh, we had a capital investment group. Somehow, I wish I would have said no because I got talked into a lot of stuff, that I thought, you know what? I'll take a chance. Now I'm not handcuffed by working in this corporate environment, but I think it was against my values because I had no direct control. I had no say so. I had no business. You know, And I had no experience in any of these things. It was just, let's go and try and do this. And I, we were having meetings and traveling for the sake of meetings and traveling. Mm-hmm. Nothing really ever came out of any of that stuff. And I think when Brant and I really got serious about doing some of the businesses that we have, we i really had to get to a point to say i'm going to get rid of all of that stuff i'm going to unspool everything and only focus on the things that i can directly control and so you know my mindset has changed i don't look at it as 4 years of waste i look at it as you know it helped me layer on my business experience so i'm still in favor of talking yourself in and try some of these things out every once in a while maybe not to the extreme that i talked about but i've heard you Allison say before that Th- your book this last book take back your weekends is in fact ultimately about this concept right why is that
0: what i find interesting about your story just to back up to that for a second is i never believe anything is wasted time
1: yeah so if we talk Agreed.
0: ourselves into the right wrong thing well then we're it's definitely a learning and it's like you're still here to tell the st- the tales and it helps shape your business and how you serve people on stage and 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 so I think one of the challenges when you're when you're finding yourself getting pulled in other people's directions, mm-hmm. somebody else has an idea, so I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to go over there and go, oh, that's a really good idea, sure, I'm in, is because you don't know where you stand. You yeah. didn't have a clear, like, oh, okay, I'm at a corporate, I'm going to do all this stuff, may as well give it a shot. And maybe you just had a pot of money that you're like, okay, let me blow through this to, to test, because right? we do have to test things as well. I blew through that <laughs> super through quick. Yes. <laughs> money Starting. comes, money goes, <laughs> you're going to be good. But the concept of take back your weekends to your other question is not necessarily about when you work. Yeah. It's about your ability to detach from work, even though the work is piling up. Yeah. Like, I remember I was, it just started coaching with a new client and about five minutes into our very first coaching call, she just started to cry and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she said, I am so frustrated. Like she said, I can't keep going on. She said, when I'm working, I feel guilty because I'm not with my family. Mm -hmm. And when I'm with my family, I can't handle it because I know the work is piling up and I'm so overwhelmed by it. And I just like, I can't get caught up. And i'm like yeah exactly she's like okay because here's the thing the to-do list i think we have an assumption that one day it's going to end right and like that's the holy grail like we're chasing this carrot that we're going to get to the end of it but the truth is it's not a to-do list it's a task circle Mm -hmm. when you take a couple things off the list A few more are gonna go back on. And thank goodness, because those of us who like to do stuff right and be purposeful in our lives would be bored out of our minds if we didn't have anything to get done.
1: That's right. And so,
0: with yeah, like within that reality, how can you not feel the destructive stress? Yeah, right. How can you detach and take that time off and be like, okay, yeah, I know doing that, but What's interesting is that if you have a really good system for getting a lot of the right stuff done in the hours when you want to work. Yeah. Free of procrastination, free of all those barriers of performance, right? Free of interruptions, free of, free of, free of, like, you know, taking all of that, then the guilt-free time off just happens because you trust yeah. that you're being productive in the time when you're meant to work.
1: Yep. Okay. So I'm glad and so you that went. That was the
0: concept about.
1: Yeah. So here, yeah,
0: I loved going here. This is my favorite topic.
1: Uh, Well, mine too, but it's not really Brant's. And so this is where we need to go because I know you guys had a relationship before we got involved with the book marketing business. But the fact that you've got a book called "Take Back Your Weekends" and Brant really has no weekends and and has you know honestly not been on vacation thirty years. I feel like this needs to be a little bit of an intervention. (laughs) I think somehow I'm hoping Brant's paying attention, listening. How can we help him? There's less stress? screen that pops up that says <laughs> "To be continued." If we're, off air. <laughs>
0: do, 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 no, do. no, we're not done yet. But okay, so here's the funny thing. And actually, you know what, Jim? Brandt, I'm going to push back a, a little because, yeah, take notes. But here's the thing: if you work all the time, and yeah, <laughs> did he just push down my book? Yeah, pe- people are only hearing. Yeah, audio. they're only
1: <laughs> hearing, but Brand <laughs> just totally threw your book to the side.
0: I gently placed it down. <laughs> Did not quite hit the floor and get stomped on.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. It's right here. It's right here. Yes. Okay.
0: But here's the thing. If you work all the time and you are so happy and you are so in peace and your family is not upset by that and you are not feeling like you're missing out on whatever it is that you would be doing instead, then I'm like all the power to you. However... If you are on a, like caught in this pattern, of busy, 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 and the things that are gonna make you feel fulfilled, if the things that are gonna make you feel more joy are sitting over there away from you and you can't access them because you're caught up working to the level that you're working and you don't wanna get up from the desk, that's where I push back. So there is zero judgment in my like life. Like I, if you wanna work every Saturday, go for it. But if you're working on Saturday because Monday to Friday, Is filled with interruptions. You're not getting the important work done. You are, you know, busy on social media when you're supposed to be focused. Then you know what? That's a problem. That's a problem. I want people to have a choice. I actually remember the very first time, and I I share this always in my keynotes. Right when I when I go and I speak, Um, the very very first time that I said the phrase "Take back your weekends." And I was working with an executive team on a retreat and at about two 30 in the afternoon, one of the guys just started crying. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's like, I am so scared that I am going to miss my kid's childhood. He said, I work every Saturday and every Sunday and it's still not enough. He said, if I don't deal with this, I got to quit. And like, I I look back on that now and I think, my God, how brave was he? like this middle-aged senior level executive to admit really? that in front of his peers. Yeah, And I said, well, that's not the answer. It's time for you to take back your weekends. <laughs> and like, that was just, how it how it flowed out and using my problem solving framework and the um the different concepts that i share in the take back your weekends book that's exactly what he did so they were able as a team to figure out some strategies that actually made the week were the work week more effective allowing everybody to disconnect on the weekends yeah
1: so B, you you work uh monday through sunday um but you love it i mean you absolutely love it i mean is there not a fear of you did you just figure that out monday through sunday yeah he never has a weekend
0: off. i yeah i did well it was just the way you said it it was yeah. just um <clears throat> i i almost started water out my nose but i got yes. it
1: okay he's used, <laughs> so he's, used to my smart ass you yeah. Uh, but but you really do enjoy the work. There's not this fear of missing out. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's sort of how you've said, I mean, we've jokingly said vacation. You know, who, yeah. who needs a vacation? But right. you, you do have some downtime somehow. We just haven't seen it, right? Uh, I have moments of downtime. <laughs> um, my brain doesn't work
2: that way. Uh, and so my... my uh, maybe my compulsion to be productive, uh, fuels the always working mentality. Even when it might appear that I'm not working, my brain is still working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it makes it hard to sleep. It makes it hard to, you know, when you're a creative, um, you're always looking for that next creation and, and whether that's a company or a song or a talk or, um, You know a a great phrase like take back your weekends um you know that is just how my brain works right
0: so i'm just and this isn't necessarily about you but i'm just going to throw this out there Mm -hmm. sometimes those of us who are high drivers i would consider all three of us in that and Brant, apparently you're at the whole other level from us
2: get out of my car Mm -hmm. it's more (laughs) sorry
0: it's (laughs) it's more comfortable (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Sorry. but that was where i was but yes we are high drivers i have the wheel
0: yes we are um out of my car all right so but sometimes it's easier and more emotionally acceptable mm-hmm. inside of ourselves to be busy 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 and then to actually deal with the truth of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll and be back so- after
2: these brief mess <laughs> And...
0: Actually, we won't be back. I'm out of the car. I'm on my way. Never well, be Allison, from again. It's Allison, been, Graham it's been
2: great having you. Uh, uh, you know, what What I'll say is I, I agree with you that um, at times it can be a crutch. There's no question. Um, but at the same time, it's a balancing act, I think, for, uh, again, yeah. it, this isn't busy work, right? So it's not like, no. hey, I got to go fill out these spreadsheets it's, I can't get my brain to stop thinking about how to make something better or how to do something better or how to express something better. And so it's like everything I see gets filtered through, through this mess of a spider web of a brain that, that is trying to figure out what can I take from that? And, and not only what can I take from that, can I take from that and make it better than it was? And so that is, is constantly the the discussion that's happening inside my head, whether that's, you know the peanut butter and jelly sandwich or it's the you know social media strategy so it's just sort of one of those so things i think you who would that.
0: love to be in your head um you know what and i i totally get that but if it i
2: how did it turn to <laughs> this
0: shit? is what i, I want to know everyone.
1: like uh, you know uh, <laughs> this, this reminds totally, me of Jim,
0: the... <laughs> all, this <laughs> is all on him we yeah.
1: were talking about this though earlier uh, you know steve Cochran with giant worldwide did the same thing we had yes. a great conversation where <laughs> I think he challenged us as we looked at our different, you know, a little bit on learning styles, how we deal with other people. But it was also about how do you rest? How do you really take time off? How do you recharge was basically what that episode was about. And and I do think, and, and Allison, you can back me up on that. I just think society today, it, the, the lines are blurred. You know, people are going to go on vacation, but they're still probably doing a little bit of work as that's happening. There are other people – especially now in this entrepreneurial gig society, now that this economy that we live in, you might be able to be working from home, but you wink, wink, are probably taking a little bit of downtime as well. I just think in your your lifestyle brand, it's just a little bit more on the hyper side because it's just constantly, how can we make things better? So I guess I, I wouldn't look at it negatively, but every once in a while, you do have to recharge in some way, shape or form. You just do it a little bit differently than everybody else.
2: to win an exclusive merchandise package from evergreen podcasts head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so we can't thank you enough for the support now back to the show
0: well and therein lies the, the question right like what what makes you feel re- recharged because honestly like brant you're not going around looking like you're exhausted Thank Are you? you? Are Does you exhausted? He, well, doesn't that's, he?
2: That's Maybelline, honey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, if Maybe Maybe Maybelline works me- for you, um, it can't be that bad because I need to spend a lot more money on my eye cream.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, uh, listen, I, I, I get it. I hear you both. <laughs> and that's where I'm going
0: to Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but oh. here's the thing. Okay, so I going to here's okay so it's all about the lens through which you're operating so if the self-awareness for you says this is my life I've looked at it objectively and you know what I'm actually pretty happy with that and I'm not I'm not missing being on a beach in you know wherever one would go to a beach see I'm not a big vacation person either like I want to create like to suggest that I don't Work on a Saturday would be ridiculous, but you know what? On a Wednesday, when I want to have a nap, yeah, I'm totally good to do that, right? Or no. go to a matinee or what go over a drinks with friends. You say nap?
1: Yeah, he's never heard what, of this. Kind. What yeah. is nap? <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't take naps. Sorry. I don't take <laughs> naps. I don't take naps. No
2: vacation. A good no siesta. No naps
1: oh, naps yeah. are for the week. <laughs> yes. Um, so well,
0: hey, I'll take it. Um, but here's. A, Here's the thing, because I'm the one with the... I'll be called weak to get yeah. a nap in every now and again, just because mm-hmm. I love them. Yes. I can have a nap and be totally refreshed for like another eight hours of my life. That's the key, right? Yeah, and true. But here's here's the thing. It's all about the lens and the spirit with which you're operating. Mm-hmm. My concern is not for someone like you, Brant. Like, you know what? You're okay. You're not feeling the sense of destructive stress. What I'm concerned about are the people who are so overwhelmed and who feel like they're never good enough and they're just not hitting the mark and they're not like, like they feel like they're just done. They're done emotionally, they're done physically, and they don't know how to like, how to reset or how to feel it. And like, you know, you see this with companies, right? Companies are offering, you know, an extra time day off. You know what? That's not a, that's not a refresh. That's a collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh my God, I got a day off. I'm going to collapse and do nothing because, and then you come back and you're, you're dealing with all the exact same patterns that are causing the burnout to begin with.
1: No, I think, uh, well, and maybe there's some parallels here. I, I don't, I don't know you enough to say that you would be a workaholic. What I would say is that you're in a position, though, where you are putting out content all the time, and it's very positive, it's very empowering, and you're doing like daily videos. I think you're still doing that as well. So if that's the workaholic in you, what you're doing is you're impacting and influencing so many other people, and, and you're living exactly what you talk about in your book. Um, and, and I think maybe just to transition a little bit, because since we're already getting into that space to take it to the next level, it probably fits very well with what our thought is that we identified this week, which is oh, yeah. this, uh, this Roy T. Bennett quote. And he said, step uh, number two. be the kind of person who dares to face life's challenges and overcome them rather than dodging them. So it's a little bit like you were talking about versus you know t- instead of talking yourself out, be okay with talking yourself in. And I think your words were, "When in doubt, lean in." And this way, I, I think he's talking about dealing with life's obstacles. And you were making a point earlier about you know you can look at them as as negative or positive, and and that is purely a choice. And I'm sure as we get older, as we get experiences, as as we mature, we can better focus on the positive. But boy, it's so hard when you actually get a real life's challenge. And you talk to somebody in their 20s, you're just not used to that. People will get freaked out and they update their resumes and they leave a relationship or whatever the case may be. And I guess I would just say this, I'm very fond of talking about change when I'm in front of people. And sometimes I'll use some pretty hardcore sobering language like, you know, listen, if you hate change, you're really going to hate extinction. You know, not being around isn't fun. So. it's going to happen. You know, life is, it it is all about change. And so it's how you actually deal with it. And I think, and maybe this is the question, I think you've done such a phenomenal job at getting people to think differently. And and they may look at the book cover and say, oh, that's about having time off on the weekends, but it's so much bigger than that, right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot bigger than that. And it's interesting because, you know, to your point, we can look at um, the issues, the obstacles that we face, either positively or negatively, or we can just look at them as obstacles yeah, without any judgment or placement on them and remove ourselves from them and look at them objectively. Because when we do that, then we can, we can figure out how to fix them better without yeah. putting the thing. And, you know, Brant knows this and he actually helped me identify it uh, is one of my core values is optimism. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember, can I tell this story sure. about how we talked about it? Sure. So um For those listeners who know, Brant lost his son. It was very, uh, you know, obviously as friends, it was quite devastating for everyone. And uh, several weeks later, we were talking and he shared with me that the very first opportunity, speaking opportunity that came through his door was from the directors of uh, cemeteries and um, the Funeral Directors Association. And I was like, oh, my God, how beautiful is that? And he's like, what? I'm like, and I'm what like, is there, anyone, <laughs> is there anyone who is better suited to talk to that audience? That's a great point. And he was like, oh my gosh. And it was like just, it didn't even dawn on me in any other way. And yet everybody else we talked to was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And, you know, whatever, right? Like it was like a negative thing. And so I think that through how we choose to see our, our world, Is you know, I'm not a, a fan of you know power of positive thinking like where everything is rosy and oh mm-hmm. my God, what a, you know, oh, well, that's all positive. Like, I mean, I can be the person who there's like a huge windstorm and, you know, my furniture's blowing away and I'm like, well, then I don't have to like, you know, put it away this year. Yeah. I don't have to carry it out <laughs> to the shed. Um, You know, like, it's just who I am. But the thing is, it's also not realistic, right? Like there are a lot of crappy things that happen in our lives and yeah. we want to be able to look at them objectively and have a way to go through. And that is where the problem solving framework that I, is the through line for everything in my my work. Like, how do we solve problems better? And in the book Take Back Your Weekends, we take the problem-solving framework and we apply it to the issue of your productivity during the week so that you can take the guilt-free time off. Right. Exactly. And, you know, this ability to be objective and look at all those obstacles that are coming at us um, is is really foundational and not getting pulled in a million different directions based on the the storm happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, well, listen, as we sort of wrap things up, I, what I want to say is that in spite of people, uh, maybe who have a, a, a vision like myself, um, I think it really points to the fact of how important it is to have um, people with with a different perspective uh, in your life, right? You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't talking about you. Sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes (laughs) you want to have someone, uh, that's positive (laughs) and, and, uh, you know, for as, as hard as that time was, I would have never, uh, viewed that opportunity uh, for what it turned out to be, which was a beautiful, moment on stage with a group of people who there was nobody else who knew what I was going through more than them. Um, and surprisingly, um, a group of people who know how to deal emotionally, with something like that, which is not all full of tears and, and, and incredibly heaviness. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and to be honest, not a Rosie, you're gonna see him again one day either, um, but a very even keel. We understand what you're going through. We are um, incredibly sad for you um, and, and know that that we are here with you. And that's enough. Um, believe it or not, in moments like that, uh, I didn't want an answer. There was no answer that could that could give me that would be satisfying to me. Um, so it it really became a moment for me to sort of let go and feel safe and and not um, not be overcome and overwhelmed by emotion, which makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, so it was it was really a moment that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have. Allison convincing me that, that it was indeed uh, an opportunity and not something that I was viewing as kicking me while I was down. Um, the universe just sort of pissing on me at that point was, was what it felt like to be quite honest. And, and, um, I think it's why it's so important to have people like Allison in your life, uh, because at times you need to be reset, right? You, You have to have your perspective reset and you're not able to do it on your own, um, I think what I took out of this be the kind of person who dares to face life's challenges is knowing that you're not going to always have the solution, mm-hmm. um, and so you've got to uh, have the courage uh, to stop dodging what what you're dodging and and lean into your friends who do have that perspective uh, and and can help reset the course and and that's to be quite honest the only way that I uh, you know I'll speak for both Jim and I who have lost you know, he, he lost his dad and obviously we lost Theo. Um, it's the only thing that's probably got us through the last year mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, is the ability to lean on others who, um, have a certain perspective that might be a little different than ours and, and can help reset us when we feel like we just want a rabbit hole, um, and maybe not appear for a few weeks, <laughs> you know, that's well said. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And everybody, uh, and that—that's beautiful. I'm so grateful that we had that conversation. I, I remember that conversation mm-hmm. because it was—it was pivotal for me as well. So, you know what, like, what a great because you never know who you're going to touch, right? And when sure. you're going to touch them, so that—that that makes me like all warm and fuzzy inside. So, thank yes. you um, for sharing that with me. And I think, you know, this whole concept of if you're going through hell, keep going, is to me um, a form of denial. And it's not a good strategy. Denial is not a good strategy because what happens is if we don't lean into, as this quote is saying, the toughest stuff in our lives, Mm -hmm. if we do the busy, 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 so we don't have to feel the feels, which is often what happens, right? I'm too busy. And I I, used to be my technique. I don't like how it is over here. So I got to go over there. Called it the got to go technique. Yeah. No, like that feeling. I'm going to go do this. And distract myself. And the thing is, is that what it ultimately ends up happening is we end up with, uh, and I think this was a lot of, because I didn't know how to process grief either, right? And when I lost my dad and um, a whole bunch of other people. And so what happens is all of that, that emotion gets stuck in our bodies somehow. Mm -hmm. And then we end up with Uh, You know, the universe plays funny tricks, right? We end up with a surgery in my case, right, that changed the course of my life. Um, You know, we uh, get sick, a cancer diagnosis, whatever it is. And so I think leaning into it and having the capacity to feel the true depths of what we go through in our human experience is the only way to ever really truly feel joy. Because we have to be okay with the stuff we can't change and be yeah. and lean into it and process it. And I mean, that could be a whole other hour conversation. I know mm-hmm. you said we we're wrapping up and I'm like starting a whole new <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <tangent.
1: laughs> <It's> part part <laughs> one. Know, like just, yes. Part
0: one. I mean, it's just, it's, this is the human experience and we're all going through it as best as we possibly can. And I'm just hoping that there are things that I can say, whether it's the, the lives that I do on YouTube or LinkedIn or the little 30 seconds on Instagram, like whatever it is, If there's just something that can give people a bit more hope that that if they're not happy today and they're feeling stressed, there's a way that they can get to the other side.
1: Well, I know you've done that today. I mean, this is the type of stuff our, our audience really craves. And so I'm, I'm sure that you've influenced a lot of people just in our conversation. So I mentioned earlier, we're going to definitely have all of your information or branded. Um, we'll put all that in the show notes. But where, where can we send people if they want to get more information on you and the types of things that you do? Where where can people stay connected with you?
0: The the best answer is to go to my website at allisongraham.co. And if you add a little backslash with a lift dash up, you can get my weekly lift up. So I send out a one minute read. It's really simple. And it's just usually something like what we've just talked about will be part of that. So I would encourage people to be on that. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Please come follow me, connect, like all of the social medias are there. But uh, that website and that lift up is, uh, people seem to really enjoy that. And so I'd invite your listeners to join that. And um, yeah. I'm here. Fantastic. Ready for keynotes. If anybody's running conferences like that, <laughs> yes. I'm like how can I share this more? Right. right yes. But yeah, that's uh come to please. All
1: right. We'll make sure that happens. Uh, you- you're awesome. And thank you for spending time on uh, this intervention with Brant and, uh, <laughs> And and talking about the, the, the things that are that are I think really relevant today that a lot of people need to hear. So you're you're a rock star and we thank you for the time. You know I love you and you and I are gonna have
2: a chit chat when this is done.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it may include throwing of books or you know, different things. Thank God I'm up in Canada. Uh, that's in right. that's yes,
1: right. You can't reach
0: her. All, All right, star.
1: We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Alison.
0: You're amazing. Thank you guys for what you do.
1: You're the best. Rock
2: on. Hey, Rockstars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode.
1: Yeah. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on.
0: Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of Driven Living.